Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. For decades, the United States has been working to remove pollution from the air we breathe, and it's been relatively successful. But climate change is projected to make air quality worse for millions of Americans by mid-century. That's the not-so-great conclusion made by the First Street Foundation, a climate risk group, in a new report they released Monday. So today, we chat with Politico's Zach Coleman about how climate change is erasing air quality progress and who it'll impact the most. It's Tuesday, February 13th. America's air is actually going to get worse, believe it or not, because of climate change. So First Street Foundation, which is a climate research firm that's done a bunch of modeling on everything from flood risk to your home to wildfire risk, now has kind of combined some of their research to look at the effect of climate change on PM 2.5 and ground level ozone, which is smog. And what they found is that America is undergoing a climate penalty, meaning the amount of climate change we've baked into the system is actually going to reverse some of the air quality gains that we had made through regulations and through transitioning off of fossil fuels because we just haven't reduced fossil fuels and greenhouse gas emissions quickly enough. So we have now greater wildfire threats, greater drought, higher heat, and all of that is actually going to contribute to greater particulate matter pollution from wildfires. So a lot of the smoke that people are inhaling, that is going to get worse as climate conditions worsen and wildfires grow more frequent, severe, and longer lasting. And the same is true of smog because higher temperatures then create conditions that interact with precursors for smog like nitrogen oxide and sulfur dioxide. So in areas where you have a lot of that other precursor pollution and it gets hotter, you're going to have greater incidence of smog. Wow. And and yeah, the wildfire finding in particular will draw attention from a lot of people given, you know, the bad air that we experienced last year from Canadian wildfires, you know, felt that all the way out here in, in DC and the surrounding area. So, I mean, how surprised were you by the findings as it relates to pollution from climate-driven wildfires? And why is this finding particularly problematic potentially? Well, I'm glad you mentioned the Canadian wildfires because what First Street said is their findings are probably, in fact, conservative because it only accounts for U.S. wildfires and U.S. smog. So the Canadian wildfire smoke that we experienced last year, it wouldn't even show up in this modeling. And that was very visible for all of us. So we already know how widespread this problem can be. And I think one of the starkest things in this research was our air quality in 2054 is going to be akin to what our air quality was in 2004. And we've had a lot of aggressive regulation since then. We've had a lot of decarbonizing, getting rid of coal. And basically, since we haven't addressed climate change and we've now laid the groundwork for more frequent wildfires and higher incidence of smog, that we're basically going to erase the 20 past years of gains in air quality that we've experienced. So this is pretty stark for people. It's very visible and it's very unhealthy. I mean, you have PM 2.5, which is a known 
cause of heart and lung ailment. The EPA uh, just recently actually clamped down on PM 2.5, but those regulations aren't going to capture this type of activity because that's regulating PM 2.5 from industrial sources. This is out in the natural world, and one of the clearest ways to get on top of it is by addressing climate change more rapidly. Right. And then how widespread are the potential pollution impacts that we're talking about here? And are there parts of the country that the report identifies as particularly at risk compared to others? So this is very concentrated in the Pacific Northwest and Interior West and at the Florida-Georgia line, uh, you know, when, when we're talking about wildfire smoke. And these are areas where you do see a lot of wildfire activity. So you're definitely going to see the higher concentrations of bad air quality days in those spaces. And you're going to see increases through 2054 as well, which was interesting here is, you know, already there are places in this country where nearly a quarter of the year, there are places that are experiencing poor air quality days. So, you know, this is already starting to have an effect. It's only going to get worse if we don't address it. With smog, you will see an increase in places like the Rust Belt, you know, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, places where you do have a lot of industrial emissions and rising temperatures from climate change. And you also see that in Connecticut and parts of New York, like Long Island. Also, a federal judge questioned why FERC is declining to assess the significance of greenhouse gas emissions generated by new fossil fuel facilities. The judge's questions came up during oral arguments on Monday in front of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit about FERC's approval of a liquefied natural gas terminal in Louisiana. Environmental groups argue FERC did not properly assess whether the project is in the public interest. But FERC says it cannot determine the significance of an individual project's emissions on the climate without a proper methodology, which it does not have in place yet. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And that's our show. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, who is innovating to help responsibly meet rising energy demand across their U.S. operations, like at their Gulf of Mexico facilities, which are some of the world's lowest carbon intensity operations, helping supply energy that's affordable, reliable, and ever cleaner. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash meeting demand.